Hello and welcome to episode 172 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. I'm your host, Joel Fallon. And with us this week, a special guest, friend of the podcast and frequent guest, it's uh, Edgar Chaput. How's it going, Ed? Good evening, guys. Thank you once again for the invitation. I like you guys bring me out when the stars shine. I was here for Spectre. Now I got Batman and Superman in the same movie. I'm happy to come out of the closet uh, when we got these big movies. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Not to mention a box office draft. We always like to get you involved in those. We will be doing our fall box office draft tonight, as well as our top five most anticipated fall movies and yes, a review of Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Sweet. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so, Batman v Superman. Now, obviously, this movie has been talked about to death by now, but we're just getting around to it. Just coming out for Redbox. 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, some people loved it. A lot of people hated it. Joel... Coming into this, what were your expectations? Kind of low. <laughs> yeah, I'd, um, I'd say so. Just everything going into this movie coming out, and then the first reviews, it didn't seem like it was going to be good. But, uh, I don't know. I wasn't that disappointed with the movie. Yeah. Actually, maybe I was a little pleasantly surprised in a way with such bad such a bad outlook going in it's never bad to go in with low expectations I remember we talked about the first trailer when Edgar was on as a guest uh, when we reviewed uh, two horror movies in the summer box office draft last year I believe when we were first getting pre-judgment day off the ground so Edgar what what were you thinking going into this yeah, uh, that's a bit of a low question. This this movie definitely had a bit of a stink about it uh, in the months and months and even the year prior to release. I should sit, go on record and saying, as far as comic book characters are concerned, Batman is actually my favorite, by fair margin, I'd even say. So if you tell me there's a new movie with Batman in it coming out, you're going to get me pretty excited. But yeah, there's just something about how... The pre-production, they were announcing, oh, we're going to put this in the movie, we're going to put that in the movie. Uh, uh, Zack Snyder's coming back. And, you know, like a lot of people, I have some issues with, with him as a, as a storyteller. So I have to say, I'm a little bit like, uh, maybe a little bit like Joel. Uh, I was, even though Batman, I wasn't super excited for this. Yeah, and speaking of uh, Zack Snyder and his DC Universe movies, Man of Steel, what did we think of that coming into this? Was... Uh... A lot of people didn't like that movie either, but what did you think? Um, I don't think I ever saw it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. I think I may have tried Joel, to watch it before. My brother really liked it, so he always tried to get me to watch it. I don't think I ever actually <laughs> completed it. How about you, Edgar? Did you like it? I mean, it, it's it's don't you don't uh, personally. I don't think you're missing that much. Um, I think I appreciated it. Strangely enough, I think I appreciated its ambition 
and yet at the same time, I still didn't like it tonally, which maybe doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they are going for something different in that movie, at least as far as, you know, Superman, you know, truth, justice, the American way, a big smile, and they are going for something different in that too, and I, I respect that. I, I do respect that, and yet I still felt tonally was really off and, and, and too, too little long. Yeah, I, me and Casey reviewed it when it hit Redbox, and I think I was higher on it at the time, fresh off of viewing, but it's definitely gone down since then. I've watched it on cable, I believe, once, and I still, I don't hate it as much as a lot of people. I actually really like the Krypton moments in the beginning of the movie. I think it gets worse from there after they get to Earth, but I actually don't mind this Superman himself. It's just uh, the story around him that tends to be the problem. And that was kind of the same for me here in Batman vs. Superman. Usually, I'm not a big Superman fan at all. Probably one of my least favorite superheroes, but I do like Batman. So I, I was going in looking forward to it, but definitely skeptical. The trailers did nothing for me. The reviews obviously weren't good. And, yeah, I think it, it was a bit of a letdown. Even yeah. going in with the lowest of expectations, I I didn't really like the movie all that much. But it, it had its moments, which we'll get, which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, I want to say, like, going in, that superhero, or Superman is my least su- favorite superhero probably ever. He's too perfect, like Edgar, right? I really like Batman. Yeah, everyone likes Batman. It's like <laughs> Superman but, is just so perfect, you know, can do anything and then of course there's one thing that is his weakness. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a superhero from an older generation. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. I this movie disappointed me, I guess, but I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. I mean, it's. I think it starts off strong. I think the beginning is the best part by far. It starts off, you get Bruce Wayne origin story redux for the 10th time, but at least it's done a little bit differently. And then my favorite scene of the movie is when it goes back to Man of Steel where Superman's fighting Zod and destroying all these buildings, which they got a lot of critique on and not showing really any, you know, worry about the human lives that were being lost during this. But they do it from a different point of view. Bruce Wayne running to his building to try to save some people. Thought that was a nice touch to really introduce Batman and Bruce Wayne into this universe. Yeah, the the first third of the movie is pretty good. Yeah, that is a really good scene. I actually applaud <laughs> Zack Snyder for for taking, I guess, an aspect of his own film, Man of Steel, to task. Or he was taken to task, actually, more properly. But he accepted that challenge and, and started the film on, on the right foot. Uh, and even just the, the ending shot of that scene with Bruce Wayne hugging this girl who now has no parents. Yeah. Looking up in the sky, and there's just the rage, this fire in those eyes. It's a great scene. It really is good. Yeah, at that point in the movie, I'm thinking, people are crazy. This is going to be good. This is really good. And then the rest of the movie happened. But uh, yeah. 
Yeah, after that, I just thought it kind of lost its way. It was a complete mess, in my opinion. It was kind of spread itself thin. I could not really follow a lot of the logic as you're introduced to Diana Prince, Lex Luthor. I thought the movie was trying to do too much all at once instead of focusing on that aspect of Batman trying to at least have a nice talking with uh, talk with Superman to try to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Um, this movie tries so hard to make everybody happy and give everyone everything they wanted. And it's like, I guess like the studio gave them enough rope to hang themselves type mm-hmm. situation because I really liked like the first third of this movie and then the second third was kind of boring and I was losing interest and by the third I was just kind of angry that the movie ruined itself in its in a way. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. I, I couldn't tell you what they could do to make the movie better, but I don't know, just something just didn't feel right. I well, mine. If I if, if I worked for Warner Brothers and I had a two hundred million dollar budget, uh, and they said, "Hey, make a Batman versus Superman film," the first thing I would do would be a movie which concentrates predominantly on a rivalry, yes. a psychological, yeah. philosophical, and at some point physical rivalry between Batman and Superman Lois Lane would maybe make a cameo maybe Lex Luthor would make a cameo There, nothing would happen in Africa nothing would pertain to the monster we see at the end of the movie uh, Wonder Woman wouldn't show up all of a sudden because I guess they have to set up the Justice League movie. You wouldn't have a uh, scene where they download a bunch of files of other heroes to introduce no. them. No, no, and Lois Lane <laughs> would go on the on the on on an investigative jur- journalistic investigation for a bullet. Like none of that would be in my movie. Seriously, I know. Just have the two ideologies, you know. Have them give both their best case of why they feel the way they do, and they come together and can't agree with words, so they have to fight, and then eventually come to an agreement, an understanding. Yeah, and and, and even the ways I don't want to hog the spotlight, but I just I just find the movie does try to build a rivalry, but it does it in the oddest ways. I've seen this movie twice now. I still don't get the the, the bat uh, sign on the prisoners and that leading to their deaths in prison, yeah. which pisses off. Like, why would he do that? Batman's the world's greatest detective. He is the best. Why would you get killed for being caught by Batman? Like, it makes no sense. Yeah, a lot of the motivations don't make sense like you say i don't understand why batman is branding people why it seems like both batman yeah (laughs) batman and superman are both killing people for some reason and uh yeah like i don't understand why a lot of people do what they do why is lex Luthor the one facilitating this rivalry when you already set up the natural reason why Mm -hmm. batman would be against superman it seemed wedged in there uh yeah, it's just trying to 
serve many masters at the same time. Yeah, they definitely try to cram as much in there as possible to get the most bang for their buck, and it ends up. I guess we should. Done. <laughs> so speaking of Batman, we never really set up that uh, Ben Affleck making his debut as Bruce Wayne in Batman, which I actually thought he did a pretty good job as far as embodying Bruce Wayne. This version of an older, more beaten down, you know. Uh, yeah, I like the Bruce Wayne Dark Knight character. Um, yeah, I, I, not I, quite I, as much Batman, but I like yeah, him as I Bruce agree Wayne. with that. That's actually a good point there, uh, and I think I actually agree with it. He's a pretty solid Bruce Wayne. There's that scene at uh, the party at Lex Luthor's place where he's sort of pretending to be drunk and then making an excuse for why he was checking out uh, Diana when, when Clark Kent intercepts him. Like, there are nice little moments there. His Batman is... I think, Bob, you're the one who said it. He, started, he kills people. It's just like, what's going on here? So, but that's, I mean, Ben Affleck didn't write the movie. Yeah, so right. I'm not yeah. Blame on him. But, yeah, he, he's, he's fine as Bruce Wayne. First of all, you don't need an excuse to check out uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, no. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I didn't like, he has a gun. Batman has a gun in this movie. Um,. I didn't like, I mean, I I liked what they were going for with his fighting style while he's in the shadows and he kind of just whisks across the screen and with hitting people before they could see him, but I didn't think it was very uh, cinematic the way it was rep, uh, presented. I don't understand how he just scurries across the wall in the first scene. Yeah. And then in the other scenes, he's much more like human and not as mobile. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like they're trying to go for that Arkham Asylum, that video game version, but it just, I don't know. I didn't think it made sense on film, visually. That is a really, really weird little moment. Um, and I think, and this goes back because we, we, we briefly chatted about Man of Steel at the start of the yes. show, and this goes back to Man of Steel. One of the issues I had with that is not Henry K what the heck Cavill? is his name? Cavill? Cavill. Henry Cavill. I like the guy. I've seen him in a couple of other things. Man from Uncle among them. He's yes. a very charismatic guy. For He's sure. a really, really cool guy. But his Clark, and again, it's not his fault. He, he's doing what the director tells him to do. But his Clark Kent and his Superman. Ugh. I mean, you guys said Superman is boring. This Superman is uber boring. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is not fun. Yep. <laughs> I completely agree. Actually, the, I do love the way they represent Superman's powers on screen, though. Actually, like when he takes off to to fly, I, I think the flying does look cool. There's a weight like, to it. There's a the yeah. I don't know. Like when he's using his powers, he's great. But when he, it's actually the character of Superman or Clark Kent, yeah, I agree. Completely boring and not a fan. <laughs> I don't understand why this again. I guess I my I guess, and it's my own fault. I'm I'm thinking about the old movies from like the '70s and the '80s, but and maybe I shouldn't because they are trying to do something different with with these new movies. But I don't get if so many people think Superman is a danger, most notably Batman. Seems to me at the core of the Superman character, wouldn't he? on his own volition come out publicly and try to prove himself or say something? Like, why does he... 
why does he not say anything? <laughs> why yeah. does he not go like, guys, I saved your asses against General Zod. I'm a good guy. I grew yeah. up in Kansas. I'm American. Like, you know, why doesn't he Just say explain these? it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's literally on trial. He could make his case. But he just stands there. Yeah, that a lot of things like that in this movie that just don't add up. Yeah, they they happen or don't happen because it's a bad script, and 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 they have to do what the script tells them to do. Which I, I put the blame on a lot of people here, uh, whoever wrote this thing, and and Zack Snyder, who who has a great eye visually, the movie looks nice. And he's a good at, at directing action, but he he should know what what to cut out, what to streamline, what's important for the story. Uh, so yeah, the screenwriters and the director here they carry the the, 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 the brunt of the blame. This is a sloppy, sloppy movie yeah. when it when it shouldn't have been. Exactly, and uh, I think the writers, at least. Uh, that are getting credit for it are the guys that the team that did Argo with Ben Affleck, but you can just tell the studio had a lot of input in what they wanted to set up oh, yeah. here. Yeah, I, actually, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, no, definitely Warner Brothers is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, but my apologies to the writers. I would uh, say that Argo is a movie I really, really want to like a lot that I didn't think was incredible. Yeah, I Thought didn't it was love a good it. Movie, but. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Warner Brothers clearly trying to catch up to Marvel all in one fell swoop, which is impossible. They've had many years to set up their universe. Just do your own thing, and you'll eventually... I mean, people want to like these movies. <laughs> Comic book fans don't... I mean, some people are Team Marvel or Team DC, but I think most of them, like me, are just want good movies. And I don't know. I think they're they're trying to do too much with this this script, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's it's it definitely is a case of of the studio looking at you know the, the grass is always greener on the other side of the fence, you know, and and right now at Marvel Studios that that is in, that is an impeccable that is a pristine lawn right yeah. now, and I think Warner Brothers is, is unfortunately because like you said we don't want to not like a Batman Superman movie we want to like the Batman Superman movie but they're kind of panicking. And and it's a bit of a mess right now. I haven't I haven't seen Suicide Squad. I'm that's that has Netflix on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> written all over it. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, apparently it's worse than Batman versus <laughs> Superman. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. And how did you feel, Joel, about uh, the Social Network star? Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> as Lex Luthor. Mark Zuckerberg as Lex Luthor. Yeah, he was definitely reprising his role just as a sociopathic yeah. comic book villain version of Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, I like Jesse Eisenberg. I like him as an actor. I thought he was great in the end of the tour from last year. But he, I, what a terrible casting. I actually, when they first announced it, I thought, oh, that could be good. I like him. I could see a way for this to work, but I think I, I was wrong. I understand why that. they did it, but it didn't come off the right way. Like it feels like he's from a different movie. Mm, yeah. yeah, he's like hamming he it up. Doesn't seem like he's in a DC time. like universe. 
Yeah, this whole movie is so dark and dour and taking itself so seriously. And then you have Lex Luthor, who is out of the Batman vs. Robin, Joel Schumacher uh, movies. It's an odd, odd mix. He's always trying to be like a Joker-type figure in the movie. Yeah. He's so crazy that it doesn't... I don't know. He's not, like, literally crazy, but... I think he would have made the, a better The Riddler. tension doesn't seem to bother him. Yeah. What did you think of uh, old Lex, Edgar? Uh, well, young Lex, I guess. Oh, yeah, one. that's true. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really a big fan. Jesse Eisenberg is a little bit hit or miss with me. He's been, I've liked him in some movies. I've not really cared for him in others. Uh, this, again, it's, fortunately, this is a movie where I didn't care for him too much. Um, the motivation was kind of interesting. There's that theme of, uh, uh, well, okay, if Superman is sort of a god among us, you know he can't be perfect there must be something fraudulent about him which is i guess kind of what batman is thinking too so you got that dichotomy or source similarity rather going on between a, a hero and a villain uh so i'll give credit to the movie for that but as 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 an actor as a thespian playing the, the movie's <laughs> antagonists i i really didn't care for his performance very very twitchy, but mm-hmm. not in an interesting way, in a grating way, I thought. Yeah, yeah, he's he was definitely annoying, and especially what he's Bruce Wayne meet uh, what the hell Clark Kent, you know yeah. what ah, all the little inside jokes that he's going for. It. I guess at least that was the only attempts at comedy in the movie, but they didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> And as for the other newcomer to the scene, we have Gal Gadot as Diana Prince slash Wonder Woman, which I actually thought she she was pretty good compared to the rest of the movie. But again, she felt out of place and forced in. I mean, she literally comes out of nowhere at the end scene and was not needed to be there. I'm excited to see the Wonder Woman movie now, but how she fit into that movie doesn't really work no i mean they're fighting doomsday or whatever and she just pops up out of nowhere oh is she with you no i thought she was with you blah 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 and then they share that in the previews yeah, so yeah. there's no surprise anyway like yeah, yeah well she she's she looks the part yeah for uh, sure she looks the part uh, she's okay i suppose but um you know she, she's obviously she's shoehorned in there there's no there's no character there. there's right, no right. there's no arc but then again if you gave her an arc in this movie we're talking about a, a four hour long movie <laughs> instead of whatever it already is so no thank you but yeah. you know it's nice that 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 character is going to have its its own movie that was <laughs> it was a good trailer that came out of comic con but i like the suicide squad trailers yeah. and look where we are so you know, wait and see. Yeah, and it was a good trailer inside of this movie, I guess. Because um, that's yeah. all. I think that's all she's there for is to yeah, get much. you excited for the Wonder Woman movie or the Justice League movie. And just like the cameos of Aquaman, Flash, and Cyborg, literally on a file on a computer, <laughs> the worst yep. hacking scene of all time. <laughs> um, I guess the Flash is... Stopping a crime in a grocery store. Aquaman is just floating around in the sea, and Cyborg is screaming as he's like RoboCop, half uh, 
have, yeah. you know, there. From what I understand, they do the same thing in Suicide Squad, right? Yeah, from what I hear, it's like a music video introducing each character or something. Well, speaking of trailers for other movies, what the heck is that scene where Batman, or Bruce Wayne, I guess, has like a dream? Oh, yeah. It's a dream within the dream that has the flash in it. What? Okay, and I'm, this is a legitimate question. What the heck is that? No idea. <laughs> That's a good point. I forgot all about that scene. Yeah. I don't know. It's obviously going for something symbolic of his fears. I, I got nothing. I have no idea. I watched the movie recently. It was a rewatch. And, and I still don't get that scene. I don't know what the Flash is doing there. What is he talking about? Yeah. You were right. Or, yeah. And it doesn't even look all that interesting either a trench coat batman uh yeah i don't know that's the thing about this movie Zack snyder for all his faults he usually at least brings some visual pizzazz to the to the movies he makes he's usually got a style to it this movie didn't really have much style i didn't think it was very bland in my opinion uh i, I don't know if i'd entirely agree with that although it's sort of it's sort of hard to discern what's stylistically is nice when a lot of the rest of the movie is not very good. Uh, I thought the Batcave actually looked pretty solid. It's a bit of a sleeker. Yeah, that's fair. That to, uh, I, I've actually always liked the Superman suit since Man of Steel. It's sort of slightly more muted than back in the day, but I, I think it works. The, bat, the, the mech bat suit looks pretty awesome. I mean, there, there's things that are cool in the movie but that that again that seems to be his modus operandi Zack Snyder let's do something that's cool but you know what does it do for the story how good is the story those things just don't seem to matter I think a lot of the things individually in this movie like are cool by themselves but all the pieces of the puzzle don't necessarily fit together mm. yeah is let's yeah speaking of that how about the actual fight Batman versus Superman they eventually throw down for about five minutes. Uh, <laughs> Batman in his mech armor and a gun again uh, versus Superman who doesn't really want to have anything to do with it. Uh, <laughs> pretty much everything that was in the trailer was this fight. It, there wasn't a whole lot else to it. I, didn't, I thought it was a bit of a letdown. How about you guys? Um. It, this reminded me a lot of, uh, because I'm such a video gamer, Halo 5. There was six months of promo for that game about the Master Chief versus new character, Hunt the Truth and all this. And the same way, that game came out the same way, um, Batman v Superman, where there's a minor fight for like three minutes of the game, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And it's, yeah. I don't know why they like do stuff like that these days where they hype up like a. I mean, the movie is called Batman teaser of a Superman. movie and then. or teaser part of the movie and make that the central focus when it's not. Yeah. Like, is Batman versus Superman fighting? Like, that's not the main part of this plot whatsoever. There's so much other <laughs> stuff going on. <laughs> And by the time that fight's done, there's like another half hour left. <laughs> yeah. Doomsday monster that shows up all of a sudden. So it's almost Such like a, a long movie. Yeah, yeah and like it a, feels long too. 
Oh yeah. Actually, I should uh, admit to something. Like I was saying, I rewatched this on on, on Sunday in the afternoon, and I don't know, maybe about an hour in, uh, getting a little bored. And uh, I I always drink socially. I never drink alone at home. But I had a couple cans left in the fridge. I said, you know what? Maybe I'll just crack open a couple brewskis. This will go down. <laughs> I actually got more annoyed uh, the tips here I got, so that's that's not a good sign. Usually when you're tips here, you're drunk like any movie. You great. let some stuff go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Any movie the best movie of the year. This actually got worse, so that's, that's <laughs> That good. is not a good sign. No. <laughs> and how about the resolution to the fight? <laughs> like, they're about to kill each other. Batman's about to kill Superman, and he says, they've got my mom, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was super great. What? Why'd you say that name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your mom's name is Martha too. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're good. We're yeah. Good. And then like the next scene, Batman rescues his mom and says, I'm a friend of your son's. Holy <laughs> yeah. smokes. That was just I like a mean... uh, record scratch, right turn, sharp right turn. <laughs> it's just I no no, I'm not gonna say anything. You guys have already said enough. That's no. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think what I what really turned me off about the style of this movie, quote unquote, is that the first act I actually enjoyed quite a bit, and then the second act I thought was just a complete snooze. Really, not much happened at all. Then you get the disappointing fight, and then the doomsday fight at the very end, which was some of the worst special effects I've seen in quite some time. I think on uh, the actual monster himself. And that was also a lackluster action sequence to go out on, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I agree the first act. I was interested and I wanted to watch more. The second act was really boring. By the third act, I wanted the pain to stop. <laughs> I really didn't like the action. No, it was movie. very generic, CGI heavy, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and Doomsday just doesn't look very interesting either. No, yeah. Very random looking, average looking, uh, or not the generic, that's the word. Very generic looking monster with like bones like protruding from his skin or something like that. It's just like, who cares? Yeah. And uh, I guess we're in full spoilers. This movie made a lot of money, right? So uh, the movie ends with Superman getting killed. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. And. Uh, which really has no emotional heft for me because we know he's coming back in the next movie, Justice League, right? So I don't know what the point of that was necessarily. Uh, I know. It's just uh, I don't know. The, the, the choices this movie makes. <laughs> it's just they're unbelievable sometimes. I mean, why, why, why would you kill Superman when the whole planet knows there's a Justice League, right. two Justice League movies coming out. Yeah. Like, Maybe if they did this at Justice League Part 2, like the end of their first phase, quote-unquote, maybe then it would have had a bigger reaction. Yeah, well, without... Then again, but studios don't do that these days. Yep. It's like and every time there's one movie that comes out, we sort of already know a synopsis of what's going to happen uh, after like they they keep doing that with the X Men movies too. Like when Days of Future Past came out, we already knew the next one was gonna happen. Yeah, yep, it's like yep. hold on, man, I haven't seen Days of Future Past yet. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously, they're always one step ahead. You always know what's going on two, three movies down the line. 
and it kind of takes away the excitement of the movie you're about to watch. Yeah. All right. Well, I got nothing else to say about this movie except it made almost nine hundred million dollars worldwide, which after oh, after I mean the budget was two hundred fifty million, so I think they were expecting to cross the billion dollar mark. Didn't quite get there, but still made a lot of money. Suicide Squad is kind of the same story. A lot of money up front and fading fast with bad reviews. What's the future for the DC Universe? Do you think they'll eventually get things turned around, or is this just uh, the way it's going to be? I think they'll turn things around eventually. They just need someone that's like patient enough and has enough vision to just kind of get things in line a little bit. They keep trying to play a lot of kids. Everyone acts like uh, Marvel was like insta-mixed success. It took them movies to figure it all out, get the formula right. The optimist in Joel. Now it's Edgar's turn. Well, I mean, I understand your point, Joel, but I would I would counter that, but with, with the example of Suicide Side, which, again, I, I haven't seen, in fairness, but you know, they hired David Ayer, who's an accomplished director. He, he has his own voice. He's sort of one of those, you know, I'm going to tell like a rugged, you know, a hardcore, gritty story. They got him. And then we hear stories about like a tr- Warner Brothers going to see the company that produced the trailer to produce their own cut of the film. So that they hired somebody with a voice and then they still messed with that. So... I think it's the studio that needs to show pay. I mean, I, 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 it's a fair point that you... Well, yeah, about. I mean, just the general people running it. I wasn't talking particularly sure, about a director it. or... But it's, what I think DC's advantage is, is they're not this big established universe yet. Regardless if they say these universes are, or these movies are canon, they can always hit the reset button. Like, they're... Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, they're not in so deep yet. I mean, but, these characters are so iconic. They'll always keep rebooting them till the end of time. But at a certain, I if, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like at a certain point, you just got to do your own thing. Don't worry about what Marvel's doing. Like I said, just hire a, a good creative mind, a director, and let them do their thing. And hopefully the movie's good and you can go from there. Maybe they don't need to make a big universe like Marvel has. Maybe they should just... Things are more like the Dark Knight, where they're, and then yeah, I do think that's what they should do. I don't think that's what they're going to do, unfortunately. Then, if they want to do Justice League, they can just pick and choose this yeah. Dark Knight, this whatever. I don't care. Comic book <laughs> movies are really not my thing. <laughs> All right, so I still enjoy watching. What would you give Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, Edgar? Uh, God, I don't know, uh, four, I'll give it like a four and a half. All right, Joel? Uh, I give it a six. Six? Yeah. All right, I was kind of split the difference. I'm a heavy five, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A heavy five. (laughs) Heavy down in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It had my attention and then quickly lost it. Uh, Before we move on to the fall movie edition of the show. Uh, There's a couple news items that kind of have some relation to Batman v Superman. It's official. Ben Affleck is going to direct and star 
Nope, that is not anything to do with the DC Universe. Uh, but he's going to direct and star in A Witness for the Prosecution remake. Thought I wrote down <laughs> about the Batman movie, but I guess that is not what I wrote. <laughs> have you seen uh, Witness for the... Have you ever seen Witness for the Prosecution, the original? No. Uh, neither have I. Yeah, me either. So, okay, uh, moving on. Uh, Doug Lyman is going to direct a Justice League Dark movie. This is what I should have let off with. Uh, what is that? It is like um, a team of superheroes, but it's the offbeat characters from the DC, DC Universe. You have John Constantine, Swamp Thing, Dead Man, Zatanna, and Swamp Thing, that's awesome. Etrigan the Demon. I never heard of him, but yeah, I never even heard of Justice League Dark till I did a little bit of research. But... So it's sort of like they're maybe they're Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, that is exactly what it is. <laughs> I'm sure Constantine will be the Chris Pratt. Swamp Thing will be the, you know, the freaking tree monster. The tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of interested. Uh, Doug Lyman is coming off of Edge of Tomorrow, which is one of my favorite movies from a couple of years yeah. ago. That was really good. And uh, I don't know. This seems, at least it's not trying to tie into a universe, so it could be a standalone story, much like kind of Guardians of the Galaxy was for Marvel. Cool. Yeah, I guess. You know, again, if it's good, if it's good, I'll be a happy camper. It's just so far this whole DC yeah. thing has really not been very interesting so you know you know uh, with reserved judgment uh, judgment day <laughs> will come with the movies there but i don't know so far it, like, it's like i alluded to the comic-con trailers we got a few couple months back for justice league and wonder Woman. very good trailers but so did suicide squad that had good trailers too so yeah. Yeah. i'm on total total wait and see mode here yeah i'm hoping wonder woman's good yeah me too I'm hoping they're all good, but yeah, like you said, it, it's at the point where you can't trust the trailer. You just gotta wait to see the first response. And Wonder Woman reminds me of Captain America, but it might just be like the time period. It's definitely got that vibe. Yeah, yeah. which I it's, liked the first one, uh, Captain America. So I'd it is kind of eerie how they are replicating what Marvel. Did. Yeah, <laughs> true, man. The Wonder Woman movie does look like Captain America. Yeah, World War One instead of World War Two. Uh, yeah, before we move on, though, Edgar, what did you think of Deadpool as we're on the comic book uh, buzz list here? Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I did I did see that. Uh, it was a little bit hit or miss. Like, I'd give that, like, a... See, I'd be heavy five on that. It's you know, There's some funny bits. Uh, I liked its its energy. I appreciated Rhino, Rhino, Reynolds really, like, giving it his all and really enjoying... Uh, his time playing that character, but there's so many jokes that I'm sure some flew over my head. Others just weren't funny. The guy's a little ob- obnoxious. Not Ryan Reynolds, but yeah, he's 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 an asshole, and uh, assholes can only be so funny. So I, I'd probably give that like a five. Yeah. I didn't I didn't dislike it, but I did not fall in love with it. Either. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed myself. All right, well, let's move on from the summer, which... All right, maybe we should not move on from the summer. Let's talk about what happened with the summer box office draft. Do we have to? Uh, yeah, I think I think we should. 
something awesome happened. No, uh, I won. Uh, nothing good happened. <laughs> Walking away. Congratulations. I, I got first place, and uh, Casey tried to make a late comeback with, um, what was it, Suicide Squad, but was not quite enough. I still have almost doubled his total. That's what happens when you have Captain America Civil War. Well, no, there's there's no question that, that Civil War helped you a lot, but most of your picks did almost everything they had to do. The reviews weren't that bad, or they were just they were good, outright good. And the budgets didn't really hurt them, and they made a lot of money. Your picks were really good. Yeah, I, I that is true. I I had a pretty well-rounded team. Secret Life of Pets really came out of nowhere to give me four hundred million profit and uh, profit. Yeah, uh, made it's like like seven hundred million worldwide. You can never go wrong with these animated movies, and uh, yeah. Um, then my only real disappointment was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Out of the Shadows. That sequel really kind of bombed. I don't know. But uh yeah, that's that was me. Casey was second place, like we mentioned. Uh Edgar, you were third. You scraped oh, yeah. you scraped Come by on. Joel. <laughs> you had a let's see, uh, I had one point one billion basically. Edgar had a hundred and thirty four million <laughs> profit and Joel had a hundred hundred and twelve. <laughs> that's <million>. awesome. <laughs> uh, came out of the gate strong with conjuring two. That made 191 million in profit, but pretty much all the other movies are in the negative, except for Jason Bourne. I can't fucking believe the picks I made, man. (laughs) Such a retard. Like, how could I not pay attention to those? But I didn't know Star Trek cost that much. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Expensive. Yeah, I agree. That I was pretty surprised when I saw the budget was as high as it was, and Ghostbusters not opening in China really hurt it. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I, I remember making that pick going. That was sort of my go for broke pick, and I went broke. Did not that <laughs> yes, and the BFG was probably the biggest bomb of the entire summer. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. That's really surprising. First of all, the budget on that, $140 million for that movie is kind of crazy. Uh, but I'm really surprised it didn't take off more. Steven Spielberg, you know, getting back to his little you know, E.T. family-friendly movies, and it just, it just, no one was buying that. I know, it's just, man, that was, a, I didn't see it, so I don't know if it's good or not, but. I watched it, um, oh, it was okay, it was alright. Yeah. It was marketed really badly, I thought. Yeah, it was. Barely heard about it. It was a I decent movie. About it. it wasn't anything special, but it wasn't bad. Hmm. I don't know, maybe too many, too much Finding Dory, Secret Lives of Pets, and people just eat that stuff up for good reason. I mean, if they're good movies, why not? But I think, I think those sort of animated movies, they have their audience. They tend to be good anyways, especially the Pixar ones. So when you sort of have this like weird looking giant movie, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm terrible at picking this. Well, hey, uh, your second best pick was your reserve. Now you see me too. Which somehow keeps making money to this day. It's uh, about <laughs> even with the thirty-four percent Rotten That's Tomatoes awesome. score, it's at like fifty million in profit almost. Oh, too bad uh, Ghostbusters didn't get pushed back to a different uh, year. And Joel, you're bringing up the rear. 
Unfortunately, uh, uh, you did. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, you had X Men Apocalypse, which actually that's there's your right off the front street. That is a bad sign when the X Men movie barely makes over yeah. half a bill and gets bad reviews. <laughs> and then Warcraft actually made a profit, which is surprising since it had a such a low Rotten Tomato score and did nothing domestically. But it ended up making almost five hundred million worldwide. Nice. Uh, Independence Day, That's resurgence. A lot of players out there. <laughs> yeah, apparently they're all in China. Uh, I believe that. Independence Day resurgence. We said it's either going to be this year's Terminator Genesis or Jurassic World. Well, I think we know which one <laughs> it was. Bad pick. I didn't. I'm sorry, Joel. I didn't get that. I thing. thought it was I a pretty bad that. pick too, but I was just like, <laughs> I, I was dead set on uh, Jurassic Park being a bomb. Mm, when I made the draft I guess before, that's so. that old reverse psychology <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I mean the nice guys which we're going to review in a few weeks great great movie but man did not uh, make any money yeah that's uh, I stayed away from that I sort of thought that wouldn't make a whole lot yeah. of money if we were picking you know our most anticipated that was a great pick but uh Alas, we were not. Although, in fairness, Joel, great flick. I, I saw it in theaters, and I loved it. Yeah, I loved it as well. Joel didn't even see it. I think I have seen it. I, did, I thought we reviewed it. Not yet. <laughs> maybe, I don't know, maybe it was just like an odd time I decided to watch it. Yeah, could have been. I swear I've seen it, though. <laughs> All right, we'll save those thoughts. Russell Crowe. Yep, Ryan Gosling. You got yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen it. You can tell that from the poster, though, in fact. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> let's get to our... Let's move from summer into autumn. I can't wait for the weather to cool down. Hopefully this will be a sign of that. Top five most anticipated fall movies. Um, I consider fall movies to be September through the end of the year just because, I don't yeah. know, it just seemed fair to do so. Break it down into chunks of three spring, summer, and fall. And let's get it going. Joel, what is your number five? The number five is The Accountant. Oh, you can't get off of Ben Affleck. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, what's this about? Uh, ben Affleck is a mathematics savant with an affinity for numbers and not an affinity for people. Uh, basically, he's like the accountant for big crime bosses. And I think at some point something goes wrong and they turn on him or something. I can't really remember. I remember watching the trailer. I can't remember it exactly. Yeah, I think block. I saw this trailer when I saw some movie in theaters this summer. Seemed like a thriller. Um, trailer made it look decent. I just... These uh, these kind of movies could go either way. I don't know. Um, I was kind of up and down on this one. I'm not sure what to think. Uh, it says here there's there's a discrepancy with money and people. a lot of people start dying. <laughs> All right. That's literally That's what it does. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trailer looked like it was a fun movie, so that's why it's my number five. All right. 
Edgar, how about you? Uh, well, my number five is a movie that's coming out. I don't know if it's this weekend or next weekend. It's called The Light Between Oceans. Yes. Uh, I wasn't aware of this film's existence until a few weeks back. Um, this is from uh, Darren or Derek Sienfranz, so the guy who directed The Place Beyond the Pines and Blue Valentine. So pretty solid track record. I like his work so far. And, I mean, Michael Fassbender, Alicia Vikander, two of the you know hot actors working today, but good actors. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the trilogy really, really grabbed me with this story about they can't seem to conceive, but and they live in a seaside village or whatever and like an island a child and 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 this child sort of just shows up in a in a boat or something like that through a storm of some kind and it's like god has given them a child and and you know the, tra- the trailer gives away enough i don't want to give away what the trailer does but yeah it looks like a really really neat drama and i love this director so uh uh, yeah, I, I'm there, man. They have my money. Yeah, that just missed my list. It's probably my number six. Um, love Derek C. in France. I mean, at least the two movies he's made so far. Not a whole lot to go off of, but I like what he's done. And, yeah, a trailer looked great. Love Fassbender and Vikander. Uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. I might try to see it in theaters. If not, then uh, definitely going to look forward to it when it comes out on a red box. So that's a great pick, but... Uh, my number five is something that could have came out in the summer. It wouldn't be a most anticipated movie list for me unless I had a Marvel movie. It is Doctor Strange, which comes out in November. Um, this is a brand new origin story. It'll, I think we're, Marvel's finally getting a little weird. They're going off into their more different characters this is introducing magic to the marvel universe and um benedict cumberbatch as dr stephen strange mads mickelson is in there chuatel edgy of four uh great cast what's the girl's name um Uh, tilda swinton yes tilda swinton she's in there as well and i thought the trailer looked really cool had an inception kind of vibe with the action and the worlds turning in on themselves just knowing the character from the comic books, I have faith that they'll make a great movie as they usually do. Joel, Sweet. Your, your number four? My number four is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. All right. Harry Potter geek. Okay. Uh, I'm not super into Harry Potter, <laughs> but I do okay. like... Um, <laughs> like... Uh, the setting is New York. I like that time period. I like the art style. I don't know. I just like kind of have a soft spot for uh, what's that? Like nineteen thirties, early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, it's New like York. a prequel to uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. I, I just I don't like dislike Harry Potter or like it a whole lot. I haven't really watched them, um, but I just think it looks cool. It'd be a fun movie to watch. For sure. Yeah, I like Harry Potter. I was just messing with. You. <laughs> I've I don't know I've seen some a few of them but I've definitely seen like the first twenty minutes of all of them. Yeah, my I'm cousin a, Sean I, used to have all of them and he would put them on like to lay down. Well, I mean, there's so many of them. If you've seen the twenty first twenty minutes of all of them, you have kind of seen a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm. They all blend together for me, though. Is what I mean. Like, yeah. I could tell you I like this part from this one, or. 
It's a fantastic beast, and where to find him is a movie that I should be looking forward to, but for some reason, I'm not much interest for me. But we'll see what the reviews are. Yeah, I don't know enough about Harry Potter, and I've seen the trailer. It's played in front of a few things this summer, and I'm I'm just not very indifferent. I, I think I I'm not attuned to the world of Harry Potter, so I, I think I just don't care enough. It's not that I don't think it looks good. Yeah. Your number four. Uh, my number four, well, I mean, bring the big guns out. I mean, it's uh, Star Wars Rogue One. Uh, I remember when they announced that they were going to be not just a new, like, saga continuation series of films, but also, uh, oh, there's a lot of music playing outside right now. Sorry about Should, Are you guys hearing this? Oh, no, uh, not, not oh, hearing it. Okay. Forget it. <laughs> but uh, they also mentioned uh, that uh, they'd be doing these one-offs, which I thought was a cool idea. And then when they provided the like the synopsis for this, I was like, yeah, but we know how that's going to end because it takes place, whatever, before or during the, the original film. But, uh, man, that first trailer, whoo! I mean, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, it's... I'm not, like, super-duper dying to see it i wish tomorrow was christmas but that's a really 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 good trailer for a movie where conceptually i, I just really wasn't interested so yeah that that shot up near the top of my list uh, just on that trailer alone and i like what they're doing it looks cool uh, another female lead so that's a little bit different from what we tend to get so and i'll be there yeah to be continued on that but for now my number four is Silence. This is director Martin Scorsese's newest film coming out at the end of the year, starring Liam Neeson and Andrew Garfield. As uh, it's, I think they are going on a mission to spread Christianity to um, Tibet. I don't know. They're going somewhere in the Far East to spread the word, and something happens where they get kidnapped. Or punished. I don't know. It's Martin Scorsese. It's it's a movie he's been wanting to make, I read, for like a long, long time now. Like 10 years or more. And finally getting around to it. Apparently it's going to be his longest movie to date, which is saying something. He's got quite a few of those. Um, sign me up anytime you got Martin Scorsese directing a movie. And Liam Neeson, maybe he can get out of his action star yeah. Roles and just skip that and get back to what he's good at, which is emoting and acting. And I like Andrew Garfield a lot too. So I yeah, he could use, that guy could use a pick me up after the Spider Man movies. <laughs> yeah, for sure, no yeah. doubt about that. Well, he has a movie coming out, right? Um, World War Two. Oh yeah, um, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, yeah, that looks alright. I don't know. Uh, Mel Gibson directing it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll I, see. I think it's like based on a true story. It's probably going to be one of those movies that it's a cool story. But Yeah, and he was good in 99 Homes, too, which came out last year. Pretty good movie. I haven't seen that. Uh, Joel, All remember right. Trace? Trace is Manchester by the Sea. Mine, too. Oh. Really? Yeah. Nice. But you go ahead. Um, It's about... It's Casey Affleck playing somebody. He's like <laughs> the older brother 
his older brother dies. So Kyle Chandler. Like, yeah. From Bloodline and Friday Night Lights. Yep. He, um, his character last name's the same as the actor last name. That's weird. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's um, all good. His older brother dies, so he has to move back and take care of his son. And they have some kind of past that comes back to haunt them or something like that along the way. Yeah, this... Did you watch the trailer? Yeah. Looks Actually, pretty today. Good. Yeah. Looks pretty good. But really, the reason I'm looking forward to it is it premiered at Sundance and got rave reviews. And it's stuck along where it's going to be playing at Toronto International Film Festival and Telluride, which are big time uh, awards festivals. And it just seems like the praise has really, it didn't just hit, like hit get good reviews and then kind of fade away and be forgotten. It seems like it's stuck around and they're really making a push. And yeah. I trust the people. I like Casey Affleck a lot. Oh, yeah. Casey Affleck's great. Kyle Chandler is great. Michelle Williams is in it. She's a great actress as well. Yeah. And the director, Loner, Lonergan, something Lonergan, he... Uh, he made a couple movies in the past that I liked. Uh, one, You Can Count on Me with Mark Ruffalo was pretty darn good. And uh, Margaret from uh, four years ago, I believe, was pretty good as well. So got a good track record. It looks like the trailer looks like it has a great mood atmosphere to it. It seems like it, it could be uh, up there on my end of year list. So hopefully that's right. Awesome. So, Edgar, I guess that makes... You're number three up. Uh, you know, that that movie's not my number three. I know it's coming out, and I, I ha- but I haven't seen the trailer, so I don't know a whole lot about it. But uh, the the premise and the, and the cast really has me intrigued. Um, no, my number three is it's actually it's, it's Jack Reacher. Never go back. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I read one of those books. It was, it was pretty. It was a nice little romp. You know, you're gonna read it pretty quickly. It's not too complicated. And I saw the first Jack Reacher movie. I thought it was great. I mean, I thought it was funny. The action was really cool. I loved that director, the same guy who did the last Mission Impossible movie, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, man, that guy's got a good eye. His movies look really cool, and the action looks amazing in those movies. And He has great, great pacing in his movies. What was that? He has a great pace to his movies. Yeah. yeah. They really and move. Jack, the first Jack Reacher movie has a great pace to it. It's a cool mystery. And uh, I don't know. I th- I think I'm am s- still on the. I haven't gotten off the Tom Cruise uh, choo choo train. Like I, his movies don't make as much money as they used to, unless they're called Mission Impossible. Yeah. But I still like the guy, and I think he, he. This is a fun character. He's very sardonic. He's very intelligent. Uh, he's a bit of an investigator as well. And the fight scenes are absolutely brutal. I mean, he really trashes people. No mercy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, fun, it's, yeah, it's weird. I have no idea if this will be a hit or anything, but I, yeah, I I want to see Jack Reacher never go back. Is it the same director? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. Because <laughs> that kind of, that might make it for me. Like me and Casey, when we reviewed Jack Reacher, that was like in the early days of the podcast, and we were both surprised to hell how much we liked it. Uh, definitely a very fun movie, very enjoyable. Ooh, it's it's uh, no, it's from Edward Zwick. Zwick, oh, he's been around. He might be all right. Yeah, 
Defiance, Last Samurai, Bloodstone, uh, Bloodstone, Blood Diamond. <laughs> yeah. Could be all right. I mean, it's still, still, you know, Tom Cruise kicking butt. It had uh, Gone Girl before she was Gone Girl. Um, forget the actress's name, but uh, yeah, Rosemary Pike. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, that's a that's a great movie. I I didn't have the sequel on my list, but I'm definitely keeping an eye on it. That's for sure. Uh, Joel, what's your number two? Oh yeah, you did. Uh, my number two is Snowden. Okay. Really? Okay. Um, I'm fascinated by the person it's about, Snowden. Did you watch um, Citizen I, Four? Yeah, I did finally watch that. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty good. really cool. Um, I love the actor. Um, JGL, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Go. I was going to get those mixed up somehow. <laughs> um. And it's Oliver Stone who is kind of hit or miss with me, but I do think he's a good director, regardless of how like you feel about his the content of his movies or whatnot. So, yeah, I'm not typically a fan of of his, but surprise. I think he's good at telling a story, whether or not you like the story or not. I guess is what I'm saying. But yeah, I mean, I thought this. I'm not excited for it, but I've heard a couple things, positive things about it, actually, since it had some kind of premiere uh, a week back or so. So, I don't know. Could surprise Could surprise me. Yeah, that one's not so much on my radar, I, have to, I must confess. I, I'm more interested in seeing the, the Citizen Four, what I haven't seen yet. I oh, okay. Yeah, you definitely check that out. But what is your number two? Uh, number two, this is a trailer that, funnily enough, has been playing in front of a lot of things lately. It's called. It's a movie called The Girl on on the Train. Yes. Uh, which is sort of a movie that that's kind of right up my alley. Uh, I I write a lot about film noir, which is like old nineteen forties black and white uh, crime thrillers, and and this just feels like a neat uh, what. A neo noir, like a modern noir, where you have this uh, woman played by Emily Blunt who takes the train on a daily basis, and she seems to think that she's witnessed a disappearance, even though this train's traveling by really fast. It's a very interesting, it's a very unique trailer. The way it's it's cut, it it gives, it it relates what I just related about the plot, and yet it keeps a lot very mysterious. There's something about well, what was she doing on the way to where she was going? Uh, she might have been seeing an ex-husband of some sort who might be involved in this woman's disappearance. So it's it looks like a very intricately woven mystery with a wonderful actress at its heart. So I, I'm a huge Emily Blunt fan, and I love mystery stories, and it has an amazing trailer. So, hey, could be a piece of shit, but, <laughs> but I'm sold so far. Yeah, it was an honorable mention for me. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I love Emily Blunt as well. Rebecca Ferguson from Mission Impossible Rogue Nation yeah. is in it. Um, so it's definitely got good actors. I think the director is the guy that made The Help, which mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. This is a completely different kind of movie. But uh, I, mo I recently watched Strangers on a Train, the Alfred Hitchcock movie cool. uh, last year. And... I loved that. I have no idea if this is any kind of similarities, but <laughs> I'm not so sure about on a that. train. So uh, yeah. we'll see. 
Yeah, I, that's a good pick for sure. My number two is Rogue One, Star Wars Story, which you talked about as your number four. Uh, and it's, I, uh, it's my number one. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Yeah, I mean, this trailer, like you said, was amazing. I love the the lead actress. I'm blanking on her name, of course, but uh, she was she's pretty great. I'll try to look it up as I'm talking. But, um, yeah, I think just the style of the movie, it looks like – it definitely feels and looks like a Star Wars movie, except it's kind of like ground-level war movie, which is kind of different perspective on on this universe and uh, I don't know it's just weird to see all the iconography iconography in uh, in a different way I don't know it's so used to the standard Star Wars movie I'm, and I'm hoping this one lives up to it you got Ben Mendelsohn in here um, Forrest Whitaker there's like yeah. mercenaries and you got a, a huge Hong Kong martial arts star, Donnie Yen, who plays some sort of a blind dude. Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of cool aspects, it seems, to it. And like you said, the trailer um, really just um, was great. Yes, uh, the actress is Felicity Jones, and she's uh, yeah. she's a peach. And Riz Ahmed is in it. He's coming off of the HBO show The Night Of. Uh, yeah, just a great cast. I like the director, Gareth Edwards. He did yeah, the, totally. the new Godzilla. I mean, I like the Godzilla parts of that movie anyway. He's got definitely a visual eye. So That shot at the end of the trailer where like, they're running towards the walkers that are firing at them. Yes, that was that's the best a, part. That's a shot. Yeah, that's what really sticks in my mind when I think about this movie. And uh, the fact that Darth Vader is the villain is Pretty cool. Pretty, yeah, pretty I guess cool. so. I don't know. I, I, don't... I feel like he's just going to be a cameo character. Third act. He's the doomsday of this movie, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Disney seems to have their stuff in order more than Warner Brothers, so I, that I wouldn't mind so much. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like the uh, the more boots-on-the-ground look yeah. of the movie. And I, I like the idea of taking like a little bit or piece from the previous storyline and just elaborating on it. I think yeah. that gives people more room to breathe, actually. Yeah, it's supposed to lead right into A New Hope, which, I mean, you don't see any of these characters moving forward, so you, they can literally do anything with them. They don't have to protect them. They, you know, anyone can yeah. die at any time. And that kind of gives it something that a Star Wars movie doesn't always have. I, I think a lot of people will in this movie because... The quote from the original Star Wars, a lot of people died to bring us this That's right. information. <laughs> good call. Premonition there. That's good. Spot on. So. Anything else on your number one, Joel? <laughs> well, no. Just Star Wars. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to give a shout out to... Um... I forgot what it was. I had it written down. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars should be awesome. Um, oh, hope... Birth of a Nation, I do. I want to give that a shout out. Honorable mention? That. All right. Yeah. How about the... There's some controversy with the, the director of that movie, but oh, yeah. film should still stand on its own if it's good. So, 
What's wrong with the director? I, I haven't heard about this. What's, Something what's about a, a rape allegations from way back. Okay. I don't know. Jeez. A lot going on there, but I don't know enough to really talk about it too much, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I think mine and Edgar's number one is probably the same if I do some mental math. So, is it a rival? It is a rival. It is a rival. Now, and, and, and uh, I, let's, I don't want any listeners to get ideas. You know, I'm not being a homer here. Dinov <laughs> is from my province. He is from my city. But this guy's earned his spurs. He has earned his spurs. Uh, prisoners, enemy, uh, incendie, uh, polytechnic, which is a bit of a rough one, though. Um, this guy is awesome. And the trailer for Arrival blew my brains out. I mean, it looks amazing. And it looks like it's going to be a great, I, I, my fingers are crossed, a great science fiction movie. We don't need big action scenes. The trailer maybe suggests that there's going to be a little bit of action, but the premise sounds like good, hardcore science fiction. And it's a great director with a great cast, and the special effects look amazing. I mean, yeah, man, this is my number one. What, yeah. what about you, Bob? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Actually, the only reason I picked it is because you're on, and he's from Quebec, so. <laughs> no, uh, Dennis, Denis Villeneuve is... I think he's one of the next great uh, line of succession of directors. I think he, in two or three years, he'll be up there with, you know, he'll be the next QT and all these supreme guys. He's just so good. From Incendies, great drama. Enemy was one of my favorite movies of that year. Prisoners was pretty darn good. And then Sicario last year was in my top ten, I believe. So. I love Sicario. See, that's how good he is. That's a really good movie, and I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, Emily Blunt, your girl. And yeah. uh, early reviews for Arrival are pretty strong. It has like an 80 on Metacritic, I think, the last I saw, which is really good. And, uh, yeah, the trailer was looked great. What a cast. Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, Forrest Whitaker. It just – he's got a an eye for the camera, like – Everything he films just seems important. It always looks good. Even the trailer, it carried a weight to it. I was on edge. I was tense just from watching a two-minute preview. And, uh, yeah, I have high hopes for this film. And we'll see what he does with the sequel to Blade Runner after this. That'll be interesting. That is an interesting choice for a director, and that is a really weird project. That is... yeah. That that'll that's on another anticipated list, but I am ready for anything with that. Yeah. One. I have no idea what's going to happen with that. I wasn't a big fan of Blade Runner, the original, but I came to it late, and I do think there's a lot of really cool ideas there. So I'm very interested to see what he does with it, for sure. Yeah, you you have to think if it's in that guy's hands, it's because there's a good basis. Yes, absolutely. What is that basis? How the hell do you make a sequel to that movie? <laughs> I don't know. But he read something and said, I can work with this, so I'm on board. Yep, I'm with you. Joel, no yeah, love cool. for Arrival? I didn't really know anything about it. Now you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other honorable mentions, uh, Edgar? Uh, yeah, actually, Birth of a Nation is one of my honorable mentions. Um I heard about this 
Did this premiere at Sundance? Yeah, Sundance. It was like the biggest purchase ever in the history of the film festival. Yes, yes. I, that's coming back to me now. Yeah, you're right. You're spot on. Um, the trailer, you know, looks like a good trailer. Look, actually, actually, it kind of looks a lot like 12 Years at Slave. Yeah, uh, yeah. But that was a good movie. Great movie. So, uh, yeah, I'll be on board. Uh, I kind of want to see Morgan, uh, which is like a more of a horror-centric version of Ex Machina. Uh, it's from Ridley Scott's son. It's his directorial debut. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about it. I'm, I'm definitely interested. And is uh, Kate Mara in it? Yeah. Yeah, Kate Mara is in there. And, jeez, uh, is there anything else? Well, Manchester by the Sea looks, I guess, but judging by your description of it, looks pretty good. And uh, I'll, I'll go see Magnificent Seven. I'm not going in with expectations per se but I, I love the original I like westerns I like Antoine Fuqua I will see it but yeah. I'm not like god I hope that's amazing like yeah. if it's great I'll be happy if it's shit well it's another remake that sucks yeah. should be fun it's, it looks like it should be a good time yeah. uh, I love Seven Samurai that's one yeah. of my favorite movies of all time I haven't seen the original Magnificent Seven but I'm sure it's great yeah it's pretty good uh, for me I have Loving which is Jeff Nichols' second movie this year, which premiered at Cannes Film Festival and oh. got rave reviews, should be an Oscar contender from all I hear. Um, American Honey, which is the a U.S. debut of British director Andrea Arnold, who made oh. Fish Tank, which is a movie I loved. Uh, Assassin's Creed comes out at the end of the year. Michael Fassbender again. Um, we we might eventually get a good video game movie, so why not this one? Trailer looked interesting. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm interested to see if this actually pans out. They have yeah. two more movies in the works that are about going to come out too. Really? They're supposed to make one for Bioshock, but they're definitely making one for this game called The Division. All right. Just like post-apocalyptic. Jake Gyllenhaal is in that one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Prince of Persia, their other. <laughs> yes, that movie's not great, but it's underrated. I haven't yeah. seen it. Uh, and I had The Girl on the Train and The Light Between Oceans as well. All right, well, I think it's that time. It's time for the second annual 2016 fall box office draft, which is much like the summer box office draft, where we take the international and domestic box office combined and subtract the budget times two multiplied by the Rotten Tomatoes score, but except in the fall version to kind of give it some individuality and uh, separate it from the summer box office draft. We're incorporating the Oscars and awards. So if your movie gets nominated for Best Picture, it gets an extra $50 million bonus. And if it wins Best Picture, it gets another $100 million bonus. If it's nominated for a major category, including actor, actress, best supporting actor, and best supporting actress, director, and I think that's it. Uh, no, in the writing categories as well, that's $25 million for the nomination and an extra 50 if it wins. And every other category, I would consider a minor category, would get a $10 million bonus for a nomination and $20 million for the win. We nice. did this last year and... It was definitely added a different element to it. You know, you, from these things each year, I, you live and you learn from your mistakes and your successes. And my strategy has already changed from what it was last year. But we have 
a preordained order. Since Edgar did not participate in last year's edition, he will be leading it off with the first pick. Then Joel, who got smoked in the last one, <laughs> will uh, <laughs> go second. I will go third since I won. And it will reverse from there, snake draft, go back and forth. So before we get into it, what are your th- what is everyone's thoughts? Uh, pre-draft, prep room, like, what are you doing? My pre-draft prep room. Your war room, room or whatever. Fully staffed. Right? Yes. <laughs> about 20 I was in that room for about 20, 25 minutes, uh, <laughs> scrambling to see what's coming out between now and Christmas and uh, trying to... Trying to get a uh, feeling for the budgets, but I think it's too early to, to, to know that stuff for a lot of these movies. Yeah. Uh, Are we feeling confident? Are we feeling good? Yeah, I uh, guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is tough. This is tough. Even now, on the, on, 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 on the cusp of the first pick. Well, I, no, fuck that. I know exactly what I'm picking for number one. What's <laughs> fuck? But uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with the other four because you got to keep those Oscars in mind. Just just a nomination can get you a fifty. Does a film? Uh, no, twenty five million. If you get a nomination at a big, uh, like that's a lot of money. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta. You can't. Jet, like, what if it's well received? So you got that Rotten Tomato score that makes a little bit of money at the box office. Then it gets the nominate. Like you can't just think about the blockbusters. This is interesting. Um, but that being said, I think <laughs> for the number one pick, uh, oh, wait a minute, Joel, what about your war room? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't, I just have a hard time right now telling between, am I picking with my heart, like what I want to see or what I think it's going to do well. Yeah. So right now I'm trying to differentiate the difference between what I want to see and what I think will do. Like, a, with the Academy and with, like, the box office itself. The Academy thing really throws a wrench into all this, like, in a Absolutely. good way. Yeah, because who might, knows what not, they like. Yeah, your money might not, your movie might not make that much at the box office. But then it gets, like, five or six nom- nominations. You just made, like, another $150 million. Yeah, bucks you, you can really hit it out of the park. Yeah, that's, for me, is the biggest thing. Like, how much do I want to play the guessing game of what the Academy is going to consider the best movie of the year this far out, and how much am I just going to say, all right, let's go with the movies that I'm pretty sure are going to make some money. It's a tough balancing act, for sure. See, I got one movie on my radar where I really don't know how much it's going to make at the bottom. It'll make maybe a little bit, but I am certain it's going to get not just nominations, but nominations in big nasty category so I'm I'm eyeing the movie right here alright I'm interested to see what happens so take it away with the number one pick okay well you know I'm not stupid <laughs> uh, uh, Star Wars Rogue One yeah there was only one pick for this right <laughs> That's... come on I mean you know, you know, little little special effects nomination maybe a little production design nomination or something like yeah. that well let's get serious it's Disney. They're on a roll. I, even if it's not as well received as The Force Awakens, I think it'll be still reasonably well received, and it's gonna make just illegal money. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's gonna be the in honor of Narcos season two coming out. It's gonna be like the Pablo Escobar of this season. It's gonna be making bank. 
Yeah. yeah. So safe bet, safe bet, but that's sort of what you have to do with your number one. Absolutely. I definitely I would have made the same pick. So there's no going wrong there, even with the high budget. Like you said, it could get a minor category or two nomination. So cover that budget. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, my first round pick, I think I'm going to go with the movie I think is going to make a lot of money. I think I know where I, you're going. Let's hear it. Uh, maybe. Uh, I think Doctor Strange. It's a Marvel movie. The CG looks amazing. I don't know anything about him. I'm kind of interested to see it. And I'm not really a superhero guy. so Nobody knew anything about it. And it'd be in the holiday season. I don't know. People just seem to go out in movies more when it's colder. I was expecting myself to land that with uh, going around a the turn there. So I think... Oh, Marvel is safe. You know it's not going to bomb. It's not going to be a complete bust for you, unless it's X-Men Apocalypse again. But uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joel, I, all I'd say is nobody knew Iron Man, and look where we are now. So yeah. it's it's not a bad pick. Yeah, it's definitely not a bad pick. But I thought you were going to go with my first pick, third overall, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That's, uh, yeah. that's where I'm going, just because it's got... This is Warner Brothers, I believe, owns the Harry Potter franchise as well, and it, they're just banking on this name value. I'm surprised they didn't call it Harry Potter's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I'm uh, sure there was a big fight over that somewhere. Yeah. Uh, J.K. Rowling is a writer who wrote the books, is a writer on the movie. I think oh. it's family-friendly. It's it's not going to get any nominations, so let's be real. It's not an awards contender, but it's definitely going to make a good chunk of money. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Now, now for the hard part. There's worth a top three on my book. Yeah. And I actually, had Casey been here and I was fourth in the first round, I still had a movie that I would have been confident with. So I'm very interested to see what you're going to pick here. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, I think there is one... You gotta go, kids. You gotta go animated. If we've learned anything from these things, they tend to have a little bit of a lower budget than you expect and make money hand over fist. I'm going with Disney. Mona, the yeah. animated movie coming out with The Rock, and uh, I don't know how good it looks. It doesn't look as interesting to me as some of the other animated movies that have been coming out, like Zootopia and stuff like that, but I'm sure it's going to make money, and lots of it. So that's my second pick. Is that the one you were thinking of? It was indeed. That's that's. Had I been the last person to pick in the first round and that was still available, that's exactly what I would have picked. Hey, I'm going to need two good ones to c- contend with the Star Wars movie, so... <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> Joel, it's Very back to interesting. you. interesting. Alright. So, it's all about what route am I going to take? Am I going to go... Awards. Now the plot thickens. The four <laughs> big hitters are are gone. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is tough. It's already getting hard. We're not even. I know, because at least the summary, it's a lot of big names. It's a lot of supposed blockbusters, so you can kind of. Yeah. You got more to go off of. It's usually you're shooting in the dark a reboots. whole lot more in this yeah, one. For sure. You don't know how much they cost. Yeah. I think. This is just a hunt. I'm going to go with Silence. All right. Yeah, I think... Uh, Scorsese flick, right? Yep. 
That was yeah. on my board. That was on my board. But, yeah, definitely an awards contender, that's for sure. Coming out at the end of the year, this could be the difference. You know, this could be your rallying car. So. I could have picked a few. I don't know. I just feel like this might make a little bit more money. Than, uh, but never mind. All right. Back to Edgar Shepard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth, Joel. This is tough. Okay. So I think I think I am going to take that movie that might not do gangbusters, but I am so convinced that it's going to get big nominations that I think I can still make like 100 million bucks just with the Oscars. Not even wins, just nominations. Here we go. I'm going to take uh, Sully. Uh, the Clint Ooh, yeah. the, uh, uh What's his face? Uh, Tom Hanks? Woody. Yeah, uh, Tom Hanks. <laughs> I think I, Tom Hanks is going to get nominated. You know Clint Eastwood's going to get nominated. It's going to get a big Best Picture nom. Uh, it's going to get some funny nominations like uh, Best Adapted Screenplay or something like <laughs> yeah. that. They, they love... Uh, Clint Eastwood, and who? And he does crank out some good movies every now and then. But the Academy loves Clint Eastwood. Yep. The Academy loves Tom Hanks. True. Uh, <laughs> I can see some people, uh, some some supporting roles getting nominations in this. I'm 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 going Oscars here. I'm not necessarily going box office. I actually think it could make some money at the box office. It comes out next week, so it's going to beat a lot of these movies to the punch. Again, Tom Hanks, he's a bankable guy. This is a story people have heard of. I wouldn't sleep on the box office prospects either. Mm-hmm. I don't All think right. it's going to do gangbusters, but, I mean, The Martian, did anyone see The Martian making as much money as it did last year? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that did amazing. And Joel still lost by a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so you got another pick back-to-back here. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, boy. Um, okay, okay. So, oh, wait a minute. I gotta get, gotta put a cross off. Sully here. So, I think at this point, we are going to, uh, we, I'm, I'm going to play my horror card. And I think people. I think people want a Blair Witch movie. Yep. I think that uh, was a huge hit. Uh, I don't particularly care for the movie, but what I think about the first one does not matter here. That was a huge hit. People loved it. And so not only is it a sequel, despite the fact mm-hmm. that it's a super old movie, that name still resonates to this day very strongly. Absolutely. The, the guy who made this Blair Witch movie makes really good thrillers. Like, this guy's at the top of his game. Yep. Adam Wintard, I think. So, and Simon uh, Barrett is the yeah, right. I think it's going to have quality. Uh, it's, it, it was made on the cheap, I'm guessing. It looks like it was made on the cheap. Uh, people know the name. And I think it's going to be good. So that it, this is my Conjuring 2 pick. Yeah, I think this is a great pick. I was hoping this would make it back down to me. Um, it screened at Comic-Con to rave reviews. People absolutely loved it. Like you said, Adam Wingard, Simon Barrett, they are behind the guest. And you're next. They are just on fire with these little horror thrillers. And 
I see no reason. And like you said, it's going to be dirt cheap to make. It's going to it's going to be profitable. There's no doubt about it. Awards prospects, probably not. But I mean, yeah. this is a moneymaker. This is this is the opposite side of my Sully coin. <laughs> yeah. We're not thinking Oscars here. Yeah, exactly. Great pick, Joel. All right, I think I think my next pick is somewhere in the middle. Maybe a little bit more about the money, or definitely. But um, I think I'm going to get Deepwater Horizon. All right, Marky Mark. Um, I saw something about like the making of it and how they recreated the set. It looks like it's going to shoot very well, and he seems to make a ton of money in pretty much whatever he's in. Couldn't it could kind of be like that? Uh, the, remember the Rock movie, like like a San Andreas or something like. Yeah, that? Yeah, I could see it. I mean, the trailer. It seemed like it had a little more substance than that, though. Yeah, I think so. I mean, when I heard about the movie, Mark Wahlberg and this plot, I was like. Really, they're gonna do this? But then I saw the trailer. It didn't look half bad. It looked like it might have some thrilling moments. So I think it'll kind of tug at some of the same strings as uh, Edgar's previous pick, Sully. Yeah, mm-hmm. something yeah. everyone knows about. But I like the trailer. I saw the trailer in cinemas recently. It looks okay, actually. Yeah, I was surprised for sure. All right, gosh darn it, it's back to me. Um, this is hard. You guys are not wrong about that, but um. I'm going to go with the remake that we had talked about in the most anticipated fall movies, The Magnificent Seven. You got movie stars such as Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, Ethan Hawke is in here. Great cast, good trailer. Coming out early in the season, so it has room to make some money along the way. And I uh, don't think it's going to be an awards contender, but. I'm kind of taking the strategy where I'm not as concerned with the wards just because they're so hard to predict. So, yeah, that is my third pick. And number four, I'm going back-to-back animation. Or not back-to-back, but I'm going with my second animated pick. It's Trolls, which comes out in uh, November, October, somewhere, somewhere along the lines. But... I mean, it's got JT, Justin Timberlake as a voice. Um, it's animated. It'll make money. That's a good pick. Yeah, thank it you, is. Thank There's you. a little bit of wrench in mine. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of good films I have on my list that I could pick. It's deciding which one and for what reasons is the tough part. Yeah, for sure. Right now, right now you got a Doctor Strange, Silence, Deep Water Horizons. Uh, Doctor Strange is going to make money. Silence, Silence make money and probably some awards. I don't think there's a Martin Scorsese movie that doesn't get nominations at least yeah. if it doesn't win. Exactly, that's got a Best Picture in its future, I believe. I don't know about Deep Water Horizons. That's the thing. I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to make a pick for you, but I don't know. Yeah. I'd probably be looking at something that would make money. Yeah, I think you're right. I think what I'm going to go with is Birth of a Nation. All right. Definitely a player in the awards contention. Oh, absolutely. That is... Uh, oh, that, if that thing doesn't get at least five or six nominations... Yeah, I'd yeah. be very surprised. It looks like the... I was just thing. watching the uh, trailer when I was waiting... Like to figure out what was going on, actually. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. 
I mean, the only uh, thing is that controversy. The Oscars can be weird with holding shit over people's heads, but I mean, you can't count on that. So good pick. I I think that's a good one. You could easily make most of your money on this movie just with nominations. Like, forget if it wins or not. You could make most of your money just on nominations with that. Yep. Completely agree. So, second to last and last picks of the regular choices coming up for Edgar. Uh, Whose turn is that anyways? Is yours. It's mine. That's how uh, close I've been paying attention to (laughs) (laughs) So, since... I'm down to my last two. I think I am going to pick one thing that I think will get some nominations and another thing that I think will be well-received and will make money. So what I think will be well-received and make money is Arrival. Um, okay, yeah. don't know how much, but I, it'll make a profit and it'll be well-received. And what I think... Small, small movie, but again, the type of movie where you can see maybe an actor nod, a screenplay nod, maybe a direction nod. I'm going to take uh, Manchester by the Sea. Stole my pick. That's what I was hoping would come back to me. I I was kind of going between these two. I definitely think that is the biggest like lock for a bunch of awards nominations. Picture, actor, actress, etc. Yeah. I don't know. Again, it's a little bit like Sully. It's you know maybe the box office is a bit of a question mark, but you know it's going to get those nominations. Yeah, and the only reason I say it's more of a lock is because it's actually people have seen it. It's not just a theoretical. It's actually been around. Yeah, yeah. So. No, Sully is completely theoretical. I mean, it could be a piece of shit. But, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Now I'm scrambling. Okay. Very interesting. All right. Uh, what's it? My turn. Yes, it is. So I'm between three movies right now. Uh, I don't know. Maybe mm. four. There, there's still good stuff on the board. Yeah, there there's, is. Actually, there's one thing. I'm surprised it hasn't been picked yet. Yeah, and I'm hoping it doesn't get picked right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. What are your what are you leaning between your three picks? I mean, it's your last regular pick anyway, so it's not like yeah, that. that's true. Um, you between... have I, you I, look uh, not um, you have one movie that's like surefire money, Doctor Strange. The rest is sort of in that you know mostly Oscar nominated. There's <laughs> there's something on the board that I'm sure is going to make a ton of money. It's I don't know about Oscars, but. Mm. Interesting. So I was going between Snowden, because it was one of my more anticipated movies. Assassin's Creed on the the dice roll, or Allied. Mostly because it has Brad Pitt, you know, like World War II. <laughs> I think one of those things stands out. I don't know. I think Snowden is what I'm probably going to go with. All right. Interesting. So you left. Okay. Mm. Let me talk my picks. Um, between Bad Santa 2, Assassin's Creed, Passengers, 
which is Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence sci-fi movie coming out at the end of the year. How 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 do we feel about Bad Santa two? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I like the first one, but it's yeah. so long ago. I'm iffy about comedies in general for some reason. Yeah, but you, there's always one or two comedies that make some money. Master there was another one, uh, another comedy on my list. I'm trying to think of what it is. There's two other animated movies, Storks and Sing. Masterminds. Uh, uh, the Girl on the Train, I'm, I could take. Jack Reacher's there. There's Inferno, the uh, sequel to the freaking uh, Tom Hanks. What's it called? Yeah, but did that, did that other one do that well? No, it didn't. I'm 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 stay far away from that. Or I could go with the awards contenders like La La Land, Fences, Loving, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, Patriots Day. Oh gosh, I don't know. There's masterminds comedy wise. Yeah, I'm fuck. (laughs) I'm going with Fences. Denzel Washington, the uh, directing, starring Viola Davis. I think this is going to be a big awards contender as Oscar tries to make up for last year's debacle. And because I'm sure it's just going to be a great movie because it, uh, they were nominated. Uh, Denzel and Viola Davis played these same characters on Broadway and were nominated for Tonys, I believe. Oh. And with my reserve... I will take Assassin's Creed, just for the hell of it. Interesting. See, that's the movie I thought would have been picked at some point by now. Yeah, that was the one that I thought Joel was going to take. I just that's the one I thought I was going to take for a minute, <laughs> I didn't have enough. Uh, I didn't have a single awards contender in my bunch, so I figured I had to go with one. So, There's one part of this movie knowing about Assassin's Creed that has me like a little bit iffy. But other than that, it does look really cool. All right. So I guess you go for a reserve now. Yeah, reserve. Uh, reserve. I guess I'll just do Allied. All right. All right. It's a pretty good trailer for it. Yeah. Uh, Robert Zemeckis. Uh, my reserve... Will be what, what, okay. I got Star Wars and no, I, I got a few Oscar movies in there. You know what? Screw it. Reserve. I'm gonna go Jack Reacher. Make a little bit of money. Yeah, probably not, not not big money, but a little bit of extra money just in case I need it. I'd say it's a Reacher, but it's not <laughs> not that bad of a pick. Yeah, I think they're we're probably gonna look back and say, how did we leave X on the board? Yeah, yeah. off the board. <laughs> Or how tonight, is this our reserve? And... Tonight's the night we all look smart, but somebody's going to look smarter in a few months. Yeah, it might be the guy with Star Wars, probably. But, uh, <laughs> That's just time obvious. will tell, time will tell. I, I think this, it's a billion dollars in the bank. There's no doubt in my mind, though, this contest will be closer than last year's, for sure. Hard not to be. Yeah. <laughs> Just, so just to run this down, I have Star Wars, Sully, Blair Witch, Arrival, Manchester by the Scene. My reserve is Jack Reacher. Bobby, yeah. Fantastic Beasts, Mona, Magnificent Seven, Trolls, 
Fences and your reserve is Assassin's Creed. Yep, that's correct. Joel, Doctor Strange, Silence, Deepwater Horizons, uh, Birth of a Nation, Snowden, and your reserve is Allied. Sounds yep. right. Great. Okay. Best of luck to all of y'all. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> I'm, I'm due, man. I'm due. I'm, I, I've never won anything. I've won <laughs> some of three times, I think. Yes, you have. Yep, and this will be your first fall. I don't think Joel's ever won either, so. Yeah. This will be his. It's very disappointing. Third draft. I, I do draft. think the fall is actually more fun. Like, the actual how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to mix it up. You can't just take blockbusters because you're missing out on cash at the Oscars. Yep. And it's it lasts longer. Like, there'll be. We'll see who's in the lead in that little month or two gap between. Oscar nominations in the end of the year, and then, you know, that it'll be. It's, it's like almost like the playoffs is the Oscars. It's like uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And, I was going to say theoretically this summer, it's the draft is theoretically more fun because I, I can't believe uh, I have not watched an Oscars ceremony maybe a decade. But I mean, I got Sully in Manchester by the sea. It's like. You might have a reason to watch it. <laughs> if I those get knobs, man, I might have to watch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I come to the conclusion that the summer box office draft, I did a, a weekly update on the website, and it took 16 updates. I think that's pretty much going to be the standard now for summer, 16 updates. But the fall is going to be a longer, longer push. Yeah. Well, yeah, but come come January first. Well, now yeah, some of these movies are coming out late, though. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of updates. Yeah, actually. I might not have. Well, I don't know when our first movie coming. I guess it's next week. So yeah, it's gonna start right away. I don't know if I should do every other week, every week. We'll see. I'll figure it yeah. out. But I do enjoy updating it, so why not do it every week? All right. Well, I don't think we're gonna have time for what else we watched on this episode, but. Let's yeah. see. Before we get out of here, I'd like to, uh, to ask people to go ahead and check out a couple articles I wrote on BaltimoreSportsAndLife.com. I did a fall movie preview, which is kind of goes pretty well with this podcast. Um, I'll link to that in the show notes. And also, I've just started a series, uh, 20 Best Movies of the Past 20 Years. I did the first part, 20 through 16 is up, and... Uh, Six, 15 through 11 should be up sometime next week so if that interests you go ahead to baltimoresportsandlife.com and check that out and uh, Edgar thanks for coming on oh, always a pleasure uh, you guys are pretty awesome I, I love listening to the show and it's it's always exciting when I'm invited it's been a pleasure as always yeah and people can find you online uh, twitter at double uh, o pop uh, d-o-u-b-l-e-o-h-p-o-p and, and i write for another website now it's called cut print film so you go to cutprintfilm.com and i write a little film noir there sounds good very cool check Joel, that out you can be found on twitter at redbox reporter that's right and i'm at the oil report the podcast is at the redbox report you can email us, theredboxreport at yahoo.com, although no one has in quite some time, so I don't even know why we say it anymore. But uh, like us on Facebook, subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, and just find us in any place you can find a podcast, basically. So thanks for listening, 
We'll catch you next time when we review The Jungle Book or Captain America Civil War, one of those two. So see you later.